maximize your sense of aliveness, gain new perspectives on health, your body, and the meaning of life. You can control your physiology and how you feel in your body in this moment. Your life will never be the same. This is the Vitality Podcast with Andrea Page. So welcome. This is very different. This is a beautiful morning, I feel, because you get to see a lot of different parts of me. And often in the work I do, people only see one part of what I do. And this, this part specifically, uh, I tend to be more high energy and um, really direct. And my intention with all of the work that I do in the health sphere is to bring people back to their bodies. To be on the same side as your body, to be on, your, on the same team as your body, and to listen to the messages that your body is always sending you. Because in, in allopathic medicine, we've disconnected from that, right? The body sends you a message, oh, I have a headache, right? And what do you do? You take a pill. And so uh, this, is, this was labeled as a naturopathy lecture. Uh, but I mean, that's by virtue of it just being a natural approach, it's naturopathy. Virtuosamente, questa è denominata naturopathia. Maybe I didn't get So you say, can you repeat this? Yeah, it's just like it's going to be a natural medicine approach anyway. I. I come from uh, natural hygiene, which is the science of fasting. And it's the precursor to modern naturopathic medicine. It's what came before. And so um, everything I do is based upon the understanding of fasting. And what that is, is that when we stop putting in solid fibrous matter to the body, we allow things to turn off and to calm down. And when that happens, the energy that would normally go to digestion, which is up to 70% of all available energy, it goes to heal and cleanse at a cellular level. And so that's, I mean, that primary energetic shift is what I work with a lot and what I teach, what I empower people to experience on their own. And so um, Sarah, one of the women who was here this morning, was in a retreat of mine a few months ago in Bali, and so it was lovely to see her again. So you can, you can talk to her about it if, if you meet her again. 
but in general, this is something that often you have to experience firsthand because certain things about the power and the potential of the human body, we find out a little bit in yoga, but there's so much more that people don't know. Quindi, in realtà, questa è un'esperienza più che essere ascoltata, testimoniata da altri, va provata in prima persona. E quel potere che noi otteniamo dallo yoga lo comprendiamo in parte, ma in realtà c'è ancora di più. For example, the human body can thrive and survive for 40 to 50 days on water alone. Quindi il nostro corpo può sopravvivere 40-50 giorni soltanto con l'acqua. That's not something that you're taught in school. Questo non è insegnato a scuola. And so if you have a yogic connection, you can go much, 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 even longer than that, right? C'è una connessione con l'ignaggio yoga, si può andare anche oltre rispetto a questi giorni. Sages in India who haven't eaten in 70 years. Sono dei saggi in India che non hanno mangiato And so this vehicle, this vessel for this life that we've been given is capable of so much more than we allow ourselves to believe. So, yeah, today I want to focus on um, what I call the fundamentals of health. Things that people don't know that are basic. And I would call them hydration, elimination, restoration, and respiration. Quindi chiamerò queste idratation, elimination, elimination, restoration, restaurare, and respiration. respiration. So We've uh, talked and touched a little bit on them this morning, but we're going to go into each one individually, and this will unveil, because the truth of the matter is that you could go see a million healing practitioners, right, and there could still be a problem. Because if these systems aren't working, Nothing is going to work. And so, we'll start first with hydration. 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 Full permission to take some water. The human body uses and loses three liters of water per day. That's like two of these bottles. Simply by waking up in the morning. So what that means is that we have to replace that, right? And that's not gop, 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 gop. That's every few minutes, right? It's not all at once. And the thing is that this is the biggest problem probably that humanity faces in the world of today. Most diseases are actually dehydration. And there's a lot to this because it's not only just drinking water, it's also the kind of water that you're drinking, how you're drinking it, and when you're drinking it. And 
And so my, my desire is to give you tools for this, of how to use and how to apply this to your life. So, so first of all, with hydration, um, we have to acknowledge that the body is made up of 60 to 90% water. That's a lot of water. Right, that's mostly water. And so first of all, I ask people to imagine like a bathtub filled with water, right, that's been there for maybe 20, 30, 40, 50 years, right? It's pretty dirty. It's dirty, right? So let's just say, yeah, that we take a, a cup of water and we take out a cup of dirty water and we put in a cup of clean water. Maybe you drink a few cups per day. It's not really going to be clean. But then what if we take like a three bucket, three liter bucket of water and... It's going to clean much faster, right? And so, this is the ultimate essence of everything that there is in the body, from the lymphatic system to the circulatory system, the blood. And so, that's where the water in your body is. It's not like you have water bottles stuck in your thighs and you're walking around with water bottles in your thighs. The water in your body is in your blood and your lymph. And so, for example, the practice we did this morning in yoga, right? A, a fluid, and that wasn't even very fluid for me. It was a bit more static than I wanted because of the translation and everything. But uh, still, you know that moving, right? Through yoga asana, through a vinyasa, ashtanga vinyasa style, that's what ramps up the circulation. But if you only have dirty bath water to circulate, right, you're not going to get very far. Yeah. And so, first thing is to flush. flush. This alone could change everything. If you leave here today and you do nothing, but drink up to three or more liters of water a day, that can change everything. Right? It can take 10 years off your face. It can make you completely feel different in your fingers, your toes, and everything, every aspect of the life. Okay, so water. I recommend that people drink a liter to a liter and a half in the morning before you ever think of the word breakfast. You wake up in the morning and you shower, you wash your outside. How about your inside? What if you were to wake up and shower the inside, the things that have been, you know, detoxified over the night? Flush them out. And so again, that's not gop, 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 gop. That's every few minutes. I tell, I tell my clients, 
Find a bottle, glue it to your hand, a bottle that you love, right? Make sure it's always full. And then whatever your morning routine is, maybe it's getting the kids ready for school, maybe it's taking the dog for a walk, maybe it's checking your emails. Have a bottle there every few minutes. You can be mindful. <laughs> be even more mindful. Okay? So, um, yes. So, this, a liter to a liter and a half will, will change everything, right? And then the rest of the water, you want to drink on an empty stomach. Water is meant to be drunk on an empty stomach. Not with food. Yeah, and the reason for that is that it will dilute stomach acid if you have it with food, and it will also disrupt digestion, and it will not be absorbed in the same way. So, what kind of water are we meant to drink? Every living being, including plants on earth, is meant to be drinking fresh spring water. Water that comes from the earth. It's been filtered through the earth, right? Over thousands of years. It's been mineralized by the rocks. And the issue with a lot of water today, especially municipal tap water, I know you said the, the water in Milan is good, but the thing is that most in municipal water systems have not been updated since the 1980s. And the thing is that today we have a whole lot of new pharmaceuticals. And the water systems don't know how to filter out the pharmaceuticals. And so when you have someone next door on hormone replacement or you have someone over here on happy pills, right, that's going through their urine directly into the water supply and then into the And not only that, but what, I mean, other kinds of city water tends to be quite acidic because of the piping. And, but more than anything, it doesn't have inside of it the minerals needed to be whole water. So just like we have the concept of, could you say comida completa, like whole food? Yeah, a whole food. There's whole water. And if the water, just like it's also bottled water that's not from a fresh spring, right? Often it's been so sterilized and purified that the minerals have also been taken out. 
And so when that comes into the body, the body doesn't recognize it, just like it doesn't recognize something like sugar and not whole food. And so I actually, in Bali, sometimes I use remineralizing drops to put minerals back in the water so that the body understands what the water is and can use it. But the best thing you can do is, is find a spring, and I'm sure there are tons of them not so far away in Milan. Um, there's a website called findaspring.com. Oh, okay. Yeah, right? <laughs> findaspring.com and the best thing you could ever do would be to invest in maybe four big jugs and then maybe one or two times a month drive out into the countryside how beautiful fill up your water and bring it back this is number one for health Yeah. Right. We're so concerned about healthy food and everything like that, but no one thinks about water. And so, yes, so we've only, I mean, we're only at step one, so I have to get to the other three steps, the other three fundamentals. But this one is so important, and uh, it's not only about hydration, it's also about dehydration. And so the thing is that, of course, we're giving ourselves water. Our body will naturally lose three liters of water just by its own functions. But there are other things that we do that are very dehydrating. Yeah. Things you know, like sweating in a yoga class, for sure. Right? Other things are not so obvious, like salty food. Have you noticed that's really dehydrating? Food that's too overly dried, cooked, or fried. Animal products, which are very salty in nature. Yeah, any kind of processed food is going to be dehydrating. There are also certain liquids that are really dehydrating, like alcohol. Yeah. How about coffee? That's a big one. No. Both coffees, all coffee is dehydrating. One cup of coffee dehydrates you to the effect of one, two, three, four glasses of water. And so we see <laughs> questions at the end, please. <laughs> so we see that humans today, why we are so dehydrated, right? I often, I'll have a woman come in my office who drinks easy two, three glasses of, of coffee a day, let alone who knows what she eats or whatnot. She'll drink maybe three glasses of water a day. So her body's losing three liters. Maybe even if she drinks one, then she's there, right? 
Then if she drinks two glasses of coffee, that could easily be dehydration of a liter and a half. Right, so now we're down three and a half liters. And that's day after day after day after day, you see? This is why systemic dehydration is at the root of most disease. Quindi, eh, l'esempio di una donna che va da lei richiede di essere trattata e questa donna beve 3-4 tazze di, di caffè e beve molta meno acqua e quindi ogni tazza di caffè ripropone il fatto che porta l'idratazione e magari aggiunge anche vino e questa situazione si sistematizza e si perpetua. And so often in, in our retreats, like the retreat I'm going to hold or a fasting retreat that I have in Bali, we make the joke that we're just spending one week rehydrating people. Yeah, because when you know what it's like to actually feel hydrated, like do you remember when I had you do this? How many people it hurt? Be honest. Yeah, I think most of you it hurt, right? This is, this is a good demo. Find some time when you are actually truly hydrated and do that. It won't hurt, right? So this is soreness in the joints, yeah? Inflammation in the body. These are all symptoms of an underlying dehydration. Okay, so lots to think about with hydration. Um, when we talk about like alcohol and coffee, it's not only that they're incredibly dehydrating, but they're also very acidic, right? Actually leaching calcium from your bones. Okay, leaching calcium from your bones, did you get that part? That's the body's way to cope, to re-alkalize the blood. Yeah, and I'll say one last little thing about hydration because um, someone had brought it up before uh, about alkalized water. Have you heard of this, like Kagan water? I, that's why I brought it up for you. <laughs> um, it's a scam. It's a really big scam. Yeah? Spring water? Una trufa. It's a big trufa. <laughs> okay. Alkalized water is a big trufa. It's <laughs> not a Okay, <laughs> the, and the reason for that is because spring water is only slightly alkaline. Yeah, when you bring in something like eight and nine alkalinity in the body, the body doesn't understand and it imbalances the stomach. Okay, so spring water is, the, is where it's at. All right, so hydration. Did I make my point? I've made my point about hydration. All right, let's go to the second one. This is also my favorite. It is elimination. Elimination. All right, once we hydrate, we'll know that we're eliminating more for sure, both number one and number two, which is very good because most people today in the world are constipated. I have epidemiological population-based 
study to prove this, as well as massive clinical study. I can tell you that somewhere around 85% of the world today is constipated. My, my definition of constipation might be a little different than yours. Because mine is based on health, not on normal. Yeah. The human body, just like any animal body, is meant to be going to the toilet, pooping, once per meal per day. Makes, makes sense, right? Something comes in, something goes out, just like babies, just like dogs. Yeah? And so this is the fundamental, right? We see that something is not coming out. Yeah, any proud three, three poopers? We'll do an epidemiological study. You poop once per meal per day? Come on. Ale, bravo. All right, we had four. So look, that's 85%. Yeah? So for most people, you have a way to go. The path of health, the path of healing, you're starting to see. Okay? So elimination could not be more important, okay? Because if we have all of the time rubbish building up, we become a trash dump. And it's been, I mean, completely fully, science has finally admitted that cancer manifests in the body 20 years before it's ever seen in the clinical laboratory. And so what is it 20 years before? Dehydration and the trash buildup, maybe? Yeah. And so my, my medicine is preventative medicine. Okay. So I already told you guys when we were in Malasana that this is the position that you go to the toilet in, right? Okay, so I, I have a list of three ways to poop more that I give to everyone I meet. Yeah? All right, number one way to poop more, guess what? <laughs> Hydration. We already covered it, okay? And the reason for that is if you had like a rubber tube and a rock inside and you try to move the rock down the tube, it's difficult. You pour a bunch of water and it comes out. You see that rock pulling. It's your colon, yeah. Yeah? Okay. Um, so... Hydration is number one. Number two is to squat. It's the position. The reason for that is at the end of the colon, right here, we have uh, around the anal canal, there's a muscle, yeah, the puborectalis muscle, yeah, around the rectum. This muscle is tight when we're standing. Or when we're sitting. Okay? And the reason for that is so that we don't poop in our pants. 
But as, as soon as we bring the knees up toward the shoulders, this muscle loosens, creating a clear passageway. Okay, so that's only that's one little part of it. Also, when we're in this position, I mean, this is obviously how you would go in the wild. This is how an animal goes to the toilet. This is how we're meant to go to the toilet. Yeah, not in Europe. So actually, you know, in um, where was I? In no, in Perugia yesterday, I saw a squatter toilet. It was a public bathroom. I mean, look at the Roman toilets. They were platforms, right? So anyway, look, we also have the leg muscles, the quadriceps, are active. They're supporting the colon, and the colon is only held up by fascia, by, by like skin tags. And so when we have this support, everything goes well, okay? So I don't, you don't need to get a squatter toilet, right? You can still use your toilet. If you're in a public toilet, I recommend you put up the toilet seat and then you go onto the toilet rim like this. You have to hold the walls. Okay. <laughs> the part of your foot that will be on the toilet rim is the large intestine in reflexology. If not, you can get a rubbish bin, a trash can and put it under your feet. Like this? So that you're in a squat-like position. Okay? So number two way to poop more, squat. All right. Number three to way to poop more, and this is an important one. Give yourself time. Make time. Yeah? It's very, very, very important. And so what that means is, of course, first thing in the morning, right? Maybe later on in the morning. Maybe after lunch. Later on in the afternoon or after dinner. Before you go to bed. Yeah. There's a good old Indian proverb. Man who goes to sleep without pooping is a fool. <laughs> Yeah, so <laughs> there we go. Thank you, India. Um, this is something that I can't stress enough. I tell if, I, if I'm working with a client who works corporate and they have no time in the day and anything like that, I'll have them put in their calendar 10 minutes, right, after every meal or something where it says meditation. <laughs> And so my advice is go to the toilet, bring a book, bring something to get your mind off of things, and go ahead and read, right? Smartphones are great. <laughs> when, your mind, when your mind leaves, your body knows exactly what to do. When the prison guard leaves, the prisoners can escape. Yeah? 
Okay? So make time. Make time. This is perhaps one of the most important things that you do in your life. <laughs> most of you don't make time to do it. Yeah? All right. Okay, good. So I have a few minutes left for the other two. So number one was hydration. Number two, elimination. Number three, fundamental of health was restoration. So do you have restorative yoga classes here? No? That might be something to look into. Nicolo can teach it. I'll teach him how to teach restorative. Restorative yoga is one of the most important styles of yoga. I teach it in Bali. It's um, essentially like a nap time class. It's like a nap time class. Did you say that part? Yeah. It's different than yin yoga. Restorative yoga is classical Iyengar therapeutic yoga. It's using bolsters and other things to... Essentially what you're doing is allowing the nervous system to fully regenerate in parasympathetic mode. And this is the issue today, is that we're all running around so much in the sympathetic setting. The flight or fight response. We have to, you know, survive. And we have to do this and we have to work and we have to make sure that goes there. And the traffic sounds and uh, uh, and, and all of this drama. Yeah, that's life today. We are so, especially living in a city, you guys live in the city, so overstimulated in sympathetic settings. And the. And the, the, I don't know how you would translate this into Italian, but the catch is that healing cannot and will not ever occur with the, par with the sympathetic nervous system dominant. It can and will only occur with the parasympathetic nervous system, the relaxation response active. So restoration, this, this part, means giving yourself not only enough sleep, which is what we'll talk about in a second, but also points during the day to restore. The, what we did, Viparita Karani, with the legs up the wall, I prescribe this twice a day for 15 minutes for a lot of clients. Yeah? If you have a stressful job or ever, if you ever feel like you're stressed, Go, wherever you are. If you're outside, go to a tree. Put your legs up the tree. What, I don't care who looks at you. I don't care how funny you look. Right? This is your body. This is your health. This is this lifetime. And you, I mean, you're in control. And so you can decide how you want to be. No. Just breathing. Yeah. Just put your legs up the wall and relax. Okay? 
So this, this essence of restoration, make sure that you have something every day that's restorative. Thank you, Nicola. <laughs> so like three minutes of this can change everything. It's the fastest thing that I've ever discovered that the human body can do to switch into that healing. Okay, so the other part of restoration is sleep. Yeah? In different parts of the human life, we need different amounts of sleep. Yeah? Uh, the, the adult human will need between seven to nine hours of sleep per night, per day. All right, so that's somewhere around eight hours. Our bodies have been designed, like any other living being that's along our same sleep cycle and not nocturnal, to go to sleep when? There we go. Sunset. So we go to sleep when the sun sets and we wake up when the sun rises. This is how we're made, right? The lights are turned on and off. <laughs> But with this stuff, over the past few hundred years, things have changed. And this has thrown us even more out of balance. Yeah? So, I'm not saying don't use lights, right? But sun sets at like 6 or 7 p.m. Often people don't go to bed until midnight or 1 a.m., right? There's a big problem there. And so I, I use the modern medicinal systems of Ayurveda and Chinese medicine, and I call them modern because what I practice is ancient. It's like three million years old, and those are only a few thousand years old. Yeah. Uh, these systems are medicines of civilization. They give us advice on how to live in society or in the city in modern world, right? And still be balanced. And so, for example, Ayurveda says you have to go to bed before 10 p.m. Chinese medicine gives you one more hour, it says by 11 p.m. <laughs> yeah. And this has to do with the energy flow in the body, okay? So, I don't have time to go into to it too much now, but what we're looking at is, one of my teachers used to say to me, you know, the train is at 11 p.m. If you're not sleeping in dream world by 11 p.m., you've missed the train, and the next train does not come until 1 a.m. Have you ever experienced that? You go to bed around midnight, and your mind keeps racing, and you just can't go to sleep, yeah? So this is before 11 p.m. going to sleep. I'm sure you have the Italian proverb as well, man who goes 
early to bed, early to rise makes a man healthy, wealthy, and wise? Something like that. No, it's not. Yeah. No. Yeah. So we have a solar face. No. So. Wait, you have to translate that back to me. You tell it. It's the the opposite. Very good. <laughs> you won't lose fish, I promise. Okay. <laughs> All right. So we see that this, this essence of restoration, actually in Chinese medicine, the hours between 9 p.m. to 12 midnight are worth double in their restorative power. It said. Yeah. And so the earlier you go to bed and the earlier you make habits of going to bed, naturally the healthier you're going to be, the more your body's going to get to restore. And the, I mean, this is obviously needed. It's just like a cell phone. You use it and then it's out of battery. You need to plug it in. Right? We are the same. We need to be plugged in. Okay, so that's restoration. There's a lot more to be said there, but it's so missing from our lives because we're on overdrive all the time. But you know this because you're yogis. <laughs> all right, last up we have respiration. And respiration I've talked about a little bit already, but obviously pranayama. In English, respiration actually means breathing. They're the same thing. Mm -hmm. But also, there's a respiration that happens at a cellular level. Cellular respiration. Okay? And so this includes things we've talked about, hydration. Right? Cellular hydration. Right? This also includes... Um, the little cells eating and pooping and eating and pooping. <laughs> and so what this, what this is at its essence is cellular detoxification. The most effective thing that we could ever put into our body, besides water of course, for cellular defecation, <laughs> detoxification, is anything green. It's essentially chlorophyll. Everything green? Green. Green, specifically. Yeah. So the thing is that when we take in a, in a lab uh, chlorophyll, which is, you know, plant, plant makes its own food, chlorophyll, and we take hemin, which is the color in human blood. It's the red color in human blood. These two molecular structures are nearly identical. Yeah, like one atom difference. Hemin. They're almost 
molecularly yeah, exactly the same. And so what happens when they come into contact is just like if anyone knows identical twins. Do you have twins? <laughs> they switch places and they play tricks. Yeah? Yeah, when they were in school, they would do that. The same thing happens. So the green foods start to build the blood. And then the dirty, toxified blood comes out to be flushed away. And so, yeah, there is nothing that can, can let's say, use... Jumpstart cellular restoration as well as green things. And so the dietary advice, the dietary advice that I give people is eat for hydration. Which means eating way more, mostly fruits and vegetables. I bet you've never heard fruits and vegetables are good for you. I'm not here to tell you anything you don't know. I'm just here to remind you of these things. To reprioritize them. Because these are the foods that are going to make you poop. These are the foods that are going to help cellular respiration. These are the foods that are going to hydrate you naturally and give back to you. Yeah? So eat more fruits and vegetables, and whatever you think more is, five times that. Yeah. And then, secondarily, my, my dietary advice is to eat way more greens. Green, green vegetables, green leafy vegetables. Yeah? And so... Yeah, I mean, like, the side salad that people have, right, that's, I'm talking like 20 of those. Doing things like green smoothies, and I have a really specific recipe for green smoothies. I have a video that, that you can watch to know how to make it. Where you can put a kilo of leafy green vegetables, young, sweet, tender, leafy green vegetables. In a blender, right? Something like that. How can you get more green in your life? Hmm? Yeah, because people just don't do it today. <laughs> That's why a blender is helpful. Okay? All right. Hmm? Both. They're different things. You can use both to get more. Okay? Okay, so there we have it. We have hydration, we have elimination, right? we have restoration and respiration. Remember, it's including breathing. That these are the fundamentals of health that most people don't think about. Right? You can even you can go to a naturopath and they'll sell you thousands of dollars worth of products. without asking you about your poop or your sleep. <laughs> and so we have to get over this system and really empower ourselves. <laughs> One of my greatest goals is, is to give people back their health because it's been too long that we've disempowered ourselves and given our health away. 
It's our responsibility, yeah? And we have the power. Okay. Thank you guys. Yeah, bravo. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Okay, so I know we're at time. Five minutes past, not so bad. Um, if anyone wants to stay for questions, that's fine. Otherwise, um, if you guys want, you can uh, come and have some propaganda. This, uh, this little card has... Um, it has my website on it, and it also has my Facebook page. And I post uh, two or three times a day, every day, uh, new articles, new studies, videos, information to keep people thinking about these things. So come join me there. And there's also an iridology chart, which didn't print big enough, but it's cool. Um, and if any of you want to leave me your email, if you have any comments, I'll put this out. Um, cool. Cool. You can put it here. All right. Awesome. You just put name and email. Yeah, for sure. Questions. Yeah, so my, it's really diverse. Um, my, like um, I started on myself. Nothing that I say hasn't been tested on me over and over again and then on my clients over and over again. Um, I have a Master's of Science in Ethnobotany, which is the study of the relationship between people and plants. Uh, my specialty is gastroethnobotany, food plants. Um, my doctorate is from the Indian Board of Alternative Medicines in Kolkata, in India. Um, but I've studied the elements of naturopathy. I've studied nutrition with Colin T. Campbell, the author of the China study. Um, yeah. Um, I've studied iridology in New York City. Um, my, I practice colon hydrotherapy, and I have for years. Um, no, it's good. And that, like, each little essence in its own has so much. Um, and, yeah, the biggest thing that I could ever give is, is the logic and the understanding and the communication and putting things together because... Um, these, like these fundamentals, what I've just shared with you, I think, is the most important thing that I could ever share because these are things that we're so disconnected from. Yeah. <laughs> and fasting has really been um, my greatest teacher, the practice of fasting itself. Um, yeah, yeah. How many of you have ever fasted before? You've been a day in your life for a, a few days without eating? Okay, so a good, good five, ten, ten percent when you're sick. That's the perfect time to fast. Yeah, that's great. Um, yeah, so I invite you, please come. You can come in Bali or anywhere I am in the world for fasting. That's, that's really, it's discovering all of these things. Like if, you, if any of you discovered some power today in your physical body through the yoga class. Right. It's discovering this power on a whole nother level. Like you are possible of so much more. Mm -hmm. Capable of so much more.
Mm, yes. Oh, yeah, Jasmine, of course. Yeah. Of course, living on my, yeah. A lot of my friends have done. No, no, I haven't. I haven't. But I have a lot of her books, and it's a different thing. Yeah, living online. I'll tell you about it. Any other questions? You say that the stomach you are supposed to drink with when the stomach is empty. Is there anything bad drinking also while you're eating? You are supposed not to drink while you're eating. Yeah, it, it will dilute the stomach acid. So you should not drink while you're eating. Correct. And if you feel the need to drink while you're eating, exactly. you have to ask yourself why. Am I so dehydrated beforehand, right? Or what am I eating that's making me want water? You see that? So, so then it's the first question. Yeah. So play with it. Se hai sete significa che sono due ragioni, o sei talmente disidratato che questo si mantiene anche durante il pasto, o seconda opzione, stai mangiando questo cosa stai mangiando, ti determina questo senso di sete. Uh, I try not to, yeah. The energy of water really changes depending on what you have. I mean, I, I will if, if, yeah. if I have to, for sure. But, Yeah, there's, I, if you want to study more about water and everything like that, um, there's a lot out by um, Dr. Masaru Omoto, the late doctor, yeah. an alumnus from my naturopathy school. Messages from water. M-A-S M-A-S Masaro It's A or U-R-O Masaro I think it's U-R-O And then E Well, it's no, his last name is Emoto E-M-O-T-O <laughs> the water in plastic, you mean, or from tap? Because the stomach has an acidity of two, and when we put in something so acidic, it completely throws the body out of balance, um, and it, it essentially tries to alkalize difficult, like we need the acidity in the stomach. And if it's alkalized, then we're out of balance. But then also the alkaline water doesn't get into the body because it's been acidified right at the stomach. Yes, but the water, the Right, so minerals are normally alkaline. They're at an alkalinity of like 7, 7.5 or 8. They're not at 9, 10. So it's great. Alkaline water is really good for your skin. It's good for outside. But inside it's different. Also, yeah, I mean, if you keep it at eight, I'd rather have spring water. Does she sell the machines? No, I buy the machines. I want to know if I have it. I don't know. I don't know. 
very simple question. What about fresh juice? Can you drink it on an empty stomach and then water? Or how do you do it in the morning? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Drink, drink your water first and then your juice. Thanks for joining us for another episode of the Vitality Podcast. Please click over to Apple Podcasts and leave a rating and review to spread this work with the world. You have a part in transforming humanity's health. Keep enjoying this free resource and make sure to give back by sharing, subscribing, and checking out all of Andrea's work at liveforvitality.com, where you can find links to Instagram and other social media. Andrea also gives astrology readings, holds online fasting retreats, and teaches detox courses and advanced yoga teacher trainings. So come to liveforvitality.com and let Andrea transform your life now.